an active lifestyle, which is what we do at the Good Feet Store. And you've heard me say, when I first visited the Good Feet Store as a customer with plantar fasciitis, I was fitted with Good Feet Arch Supports. They helped me. I ran my first marathon that year. And then, as you also heard, I liked it so much, I bought the store. It is so rewarding to have people come in after using the products and share their own Good Feet stories. Some tell stories of achieving fitness goals, while others express appreciation for just being able to have their mobility back or have relief from significant pain. Many people come in who are on their feet a lot for work. Nurses, retail employees, construction workers, and they love being able to work again pain-free. Now they can truly love going to work. If you would like to be one of those people, we would love to see you. The Good Feet Store is located in Short Pump right across from Barnes & Noble. Or call us at 804-364-FEET. The Good Feet Store. Good cow. Yeah. You know you wanted the best, right? I thought I should just let them know. It's gone now. check it. You need a lawyer that's affordable, that's all grind. You hit the audible and followed in the wrong line. Ain't nothing worse than problems hitting at the wrong time. So pick up your phone and hit Big Al up on this phone line. You get the run around when you get in the accident. Get all your info and make sure you get the facts and then hit a Big Al where he can get you the maximum. Call 1-800-HER-123 and ask for him. Take photos and call attorney Big Al at 1-800-HER-123. Hey, hot dog fans. If you're visiting Richmond for the first time or you're a longtime resident, you haven't had a real hot dog unless you've been to City Dogs. 13 unique hot dogs on the menu that are inspired by the cities they originated from. Chicago style, New York Sabret, Cincinnati Chili Top, and of course, the Richmond Original. 1309 West Main Street, 1316 East Cary Street, and online at CityDogsRVA.com. Don't leave town without heading to City Dogs. This update is brought to you by Columbia Gas of Virginia, who reminds you to always call 811 three business days before digging to have underground utilities marked. It's free, easy, and Virginia law. Learn more at ColumbiaGasVA.com slash 811. Get ready to huddle up. When football season returns, so do the Spiders and the Redskins. Your home for college and NFL football all season. ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. You are listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins training camp on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Our coverage is brought to you by Patient First, Lexus of Richmond, and City Dogs Hot Dogs. NFC East rivals. Out of conference action. The NFL season is a 17-week climb. Who stands in the Redskins' path on their way to a playoff spot? This is today's opponent preview. Just... Three opponents left in the schedule. Two for us to do. One today, one tomorrow. We do Arizona today and Denver tomorrow. And then the final game of the season is the Giants. And we don't need to hear from the Giants guys once again. We can get through that game. And as I said, right now, um, me, I have seven and six. Andrew has six and seven for the Redskins as they enter this three-game stretch. It's funny because I kind of started out more optimistic. You've closed pretty well with the Skins. You have them resurging a little bit. Well, I had a three-game win, uh, losing streak, seven, eight, and Nine, and then I had a three-game win streak, 12, 13, and 14. We'll see if I extend that win streak Ooh, uh, coming up here. Uh, there are three games tonight in the NFL, uh, Tennessee and the Jets. 
uh, Dallas and the Rams, and then uh, our opponent, uh, Arizona and Oakland. Those are the three games tonight, and then there's two games tomorrow, Detroit and Indianapolis, Seattle, and the Los Angeles Chargers uh, soccer team. Which, by the way, Oakland and Arizona, that would be a fantastic actual regular season matchup. We know the Cardinals didn't really play many players in that Hall of Fame game opener, so it'll be fun to see if they become one of the first teams, they and the Cowboys, who have the 9 o'clock start and the Cardinals have the 10 o'clock start, become one of the first teams to maybe ramp up the playing time of these starters. We are uh, efforting our guest here as we uh, get set for the uh, opponent preview. Arizona's first game of the season is a 1 o'clock start time in Detroit against the Lions. So, interesting start for that one. Uh, the Lions are about a one and a half, two and a half point favorite in that one. Just in case you're wondering, the Redskins uh, in one book as a one-and-a-half point favorite over the Eagles. In uh, some other books, they are two-and-a-half point favorites over the Eagles if you're interested in early, early wagering. And the only reason I would say you would ever want to touch the early games is if you really have a feeling that somebody's going to win or somebody's going to cover even despite injuries. Yeah, it's unproven, so you're trusting your gut a lot there on that situation. But also the guys making the lines are in a similar boat because they don't have much of a sample size. Uh, so let's get into it. Week 15, it is a 1 o'clock start time for the Redskins and Cardinals on December 17th. Uh, joining us now from ArizonaSports.com, Adam Green. Adam, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good, Adam. Uh, thanks for joining us on a game day. What are you guys looking for tonight uh, in your game against the uh, Oakland Raiders? Well, unlike the preseason opener last week, the Hall of Fame game, the starters are expected to play a little bit tonight. Bruce Arians did say about 15 snaps for his first team offense talked about maybe the first quarter. And of course, I mean, if they have a good opening drive, if it's five plays, six plays, you probably don't expect to see Carson Palmer, David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald out there much longer than that. But you're looking to see these starters for the first time all preseason. And you kind of want to see them look the way you're expecting them to. And that's played pretty well. So if nothing else, the Cardinals are referring to this one as their preseason opener because the starters are actually going to play. Let's talk about Carson Palmer. Of course, we know he's getting towards the end of his career. How's he look in practice so far? And how many more years do you think he's got in this league? Well, those are a couple of different questions. He's looked very good in practice. Of course, he had the last couple of days off. The Cardinals gave him a planned day of rest on Wednesday, and then he wasn't out there Thursday. And with no availability Friday, we weren't quite sure what the deal with that was. But they have made a point to keep him fresher this offseason because if you know last season, he didn't have as good a year as he did the season before. But the second half of 2016 was feeling much better than the first half, and the Cardinals credited their new regimen with him. He was resting on Wednesdays, not throwing as much. They wanted to keep that going this offseason. So he's looked very good this camp, but as for how much longer he plans on playing, he's 37 years old. He'll be 38 by the time the season is over. and He is under contract for next season, but with Larry Fitzgerald's situation also tenuous and Bruce Arians possibly in his last year, no one's really quite sure. It wouldn't be a surprise to anyone if this was it for Carson Palmer too, but if he can still play at a high level, he is still under contract for next season. So I guess in that regard, if he decided to come back for at least one more go, it wouldn't be a total surprise either. Glad you touched on Larry Fitzgerald. Could you elaborate a little more on what's going on with him? Yeah, well, as everyone knows, he considered retirement this past offseason. He did decide to come back, and he's still playing well. He's 33 years old. He'll be 34 in a few weeks. But some of those things were how much longer does he want to play because it's apparent he still can play led the league with 107 catches last season. And, boy, he's not the same guy he was earlier in his career when he helped the Cardinals get to the Super Bowl back in 2008-2009 playoffs. He still is a very good player, a very reliable player for the Cardinals. But at some point, he's going to decide he's had enough playing football. And 
He addressed it one time earlier in camp in the first couple of days, said that he still enjoys going out there competing, playing football with his teammates, so he's still having a good time. And when that stops, then he'll give it a, he'll call it a career and hang him up. But right now he says he's enjoying it. He won't talk about whether he plans on playing again after this season. But right now, Larry Fitzgerald is still with the Cardinals, still able to play at a high level, and they're happy to have him. One of the themes I guess we're kind of addressing here is a skill that the Cardinals have that it's tough for some franchises. You transition from older players to younger guys because you already have some younger names on the roster. You talk about the backup for Carson Palmer and Drew Stanton. You have Blaine Gabbard, and they go out and pick up Trevor Knight in free agency. So there's some names there, certainly no superstar caliber names. And then behind Fitzgerald, you have John Brown, who's really impressed. Do you, do you see anybody in the receiving core that can step up and be as dominant as Larry Fitzgerald moving forward? As of right now, no. And probably you mentioned John Brown. And, yeah, a couple of years ago he was very good for them, but he struggled to stay healthy. He had the sickle cell trait, had a cyst removed from his back, and he came into the offseason workouts feeling pretty good, and he had a hamstring injury that kept him out of the final week of minicamp. And then a couple of weeks into training camp, he has a hamstring injury, and he's been out for a little bit, did return to the field this week. But – Really, outside of Larry Fitzgerald, they really have a lot of inconsistency. You thought a couple of years ago it was going to be Michael Floyd, and then, of course, we all know he struggled last year before he had the off-the-field issues that ended up being released. So, no, right now they don't have anyone. You could say that guy is going to carry the torch for Larry Fitzgerald. It doesn't mean they don't have some decent players there. Jerron Brown has been pretty solid. John Brown, you mentioned, has been pretty good when healthy. J.J. Nelson, third-year guy they're very high on, but none of these guys are that big receiver who you can say that is the guy. So, in terms of what they have at receiver, they like their depth of that position, but it's hard to say if they have anything more than you know a bunch of number two receivers, even number threes after Larry Fitzgerald for now or for the future. Uh, follow him on Twitter at the Adam Green. Check him out on ArizonaSports.com. Let's head to the defensive side of the ball. The Cardinals picking up uh, two of my favorite players in the draft, Hassan Reddick and Buda Baker. What do you envision Reddick's role in this defense? It's different right now because they're expecting him to come off the edge a lot, help with the situational pass rushing, but they do want him to be an inside linebacker. And he's in to play with the first team in training camp because Dan Buchanan, their dollar linebacker, is sidelined with an ankle injury. He's on the pup list right now. So the Sun Reddick's been getting first team reps, starters reps with them at inside linebacker. But they envision him as someone who can do everything as a linebacker, kind of one of those hybrid type players, whereas they have those guys in the secondary. They now want to have some in the front seven, and Hassan Reddick is their guy where they think he can do everything in time. And he may have to do it sooner than they were anticipating because of injuries, but they envision him being able to get up the quarterback, cover uh, running backs coming out of the backfield, play and run support. So an all-around linebacker, someone who can do so many different things, and right now that's what they think they have in him. The uh, the Cardinals, as we said, have have an incredible depth at safety uh, with Matt, with uh, the Honey Badger and with Buda Baker and with Antoine Bethea. How do they plan to get some of those guys on the field, and is there a way that they're maybe going to try and incorporate getting more of them on the field? Well, yeah, and last year they played more safeties than anyone in the league, and when you had Tony Jefferson, DJ Swearinger, Tyron Matthew, you want to get those guys on the field. And if there's one thing James Betcher has shown, and then Todd Bowles even before him, is they're going to get their best players on the field no matter what. And that's why they like guys like Matthew, why they like guys like Buda Baker who can play safety and help against the run. They can blitz the quarterback. They can play nickel corner for them, too, just – the versatility of what they have there, absolutely. When you have Bethay, you have Tyron Matthew, who's healthy right now. You have these guys, Tyvon Branch, who they're very high on, too. Patrick Peterson in the secondary. They have so many players that they like who can get after the quarterback, who can cover, who can be ball hawks for them. They're definitely going to be on the field quite a bit. And 
Right now, Buda Baker is the intriguing guy because he was late into camp. He didn't play in OTAs and minicamp because of Washington's schedule. He wasn't allowed to practice with the Cardinals, but he did the best he could to stay in the playbook, talk to their coaches all throughout that time, and he came to training camp a bit behind, but nearly as behind as I think people would have thought, and he's been nothing but impressive for them, especially once the pads came on. So Bruce Arians did say earlier in the week that if Baker had been here the whole time, he might be pushing for a starting spot for a first-team spot with them. So they have a lot of flexibility, a lot of talent in that secondary. And James Petra, the defensive coordinator, is going to have no trouble finding ways to get these guys on the field all at the same time. We're here at Redskins training camp in Richmond, and one of the new additions for Washington is DJ Swearinger, a guy you're very familiar with. What does his absence mean for the Cardinals, and what kind of player are the Redskins getting in Swearinger? Yeah, the Cardinals picked him up late in the 2015 season. He ended up playing a key role for them, especially after Tyron Matthew got hurt. And then last season, he played really well. And, of course, he was a former second-round pick of Houston and lots of talent, lots of potential, and never quite put it together. But he really did get on track for the Cardinals, and he was excellent for them last season. I think he's a guy that they were surprised to lose. But, of course, the nice country he got from Washington kind of necessitated that he go. But He's a good all-around safety, a hard hitter. Everyone knows that if you're going to cross the middle or if DJ Swearinger is in the vicinity, you're likely to get popped. But he also showed good coverage ability and just a nice sense to him in the defensive secondary. So he's a good player that Washington picked up. And the Cardinals, they'll, they'll probably be okay without him because they picked up a Thay, because they drafted Buda Baker. But at the same time, no one was happy to see them lose DJ Swearinger because he was a very good player for them last season. As part of a defense that, talked about earlier, has a lot of good players in it. On the defensive line, one of the position battles that's getting a lot of national attention for the Arizona Cardinals is mainly due to Calais Campbell's departure. He played in so many snaps for the Arizona Cardinals, 77% of snaps for him last year. But now you have Robert Camdiche who's competing for a spot. And what have you seen from him in that position battle? Yeah, Camdiche is a guy who's had a very good training camp. And everyone was really interested to see what he would do because he was for all intents and purposes, a bust as a rookie last season, really couldn't get on the field. And depending on the week, it was either because he was dealing with an ankle injury or because his immaturity was a problem. And this season, they've been very impressed. Defense coordinator James Betcher did say the other day that he's done a really a 180 turn from what he was last season in terms of his preparation and just knowledge of how to be a professional football player. But more than Kondichi, the Cardinals are going to go with a rotation at defensive line to replace Clay's Campbell. Josh Morrow, who really is unfamiliar to a lot of people nationally, has been quite solid for the Cardinals the last couple of seasons. He's a guy who they have starting right now at that spot because they are very confident in his ability to help stop the run and get after the quarterback. But, you know, replacing Calais Campbell isn't easy. He was a big player, both literally and figuratively, for that defense and what he did. So you can expect Kondichi to be part of a rotation. Josh Morrow, Corey Peters, Frosty Rucker, uh, Olsen Pierre, someone who they kind of hid last season, they're very high on too. So, well, as Kondichi is the big name in that group, he may not be the guy whose name you hear as often on Sundays, but at the same time, if Kondichi does continue his progression from what he's been doing in training camp, what he did last week against Dallas, then he's a guy who will factor into their defense this season, no question. Wrapping up with Adam Green, follow him at Twitter, on, uh, at Twitter at the Adam Green or on ArizonaSports.com. We've asked all of our uh, reporters who've come on about the Vegas win total. Uh, a little bit of a lower number for the Cardinals. Eight, do you like the over or the under? I think in that regard, I'll take the over. I guess any team, if they suffer injuries, they could have a problem. But the Cardinals, I don't think they were seven-win bad last season, a couple of kicks away from winning probably nine, ten games. And while they lost some players this offseason, I think they did pick up some really good talent. And 
if the over-under is eight, I would take the over for them, but maybe by, you know, a nine-win or ten-win season. Well, Adam, thank you for joining us, and uh, we will check in again week 15 when uh, the regular season game happens between uh, the Redskins and the Cardinals. All right, you got it, guys. All right, uh, that is Adam Green. Follow him on Twitter at theadamgreenarizonasports.com. And our trend continues. We have one more opponent preview tomorrow with the Denver Broncos. I'm not even shocked anymore. I'm just used to it. I just expect it. Well, eight seems like a lower number for the Cardinals. When you look at their depth chart, I mean, this is a good offense that, I mean, well, it depends on Carson Palmer. If Carson Palmer gets hurt, Drew Stanton's not going to be the guy to lead them over the eight wins. It is a good offense, and we set it up pretty well, I think. you know, Normally I don't give us too many pats on the back, but basically the point we're trying to make with our initial line of questioning is there's some aging pieces here, and really a lot of question marks behind them on the depth chart. So this Cardinals team and this franchise is going to have a lot to do moving forward, but so much of the offensive expectations are hinging on Larry Fitzgerald and Carson Palmer, who are guys that may or may not be able to last the entire season due to their age. So, week 15, Sunday, December 17th, a 1 o'clock kickoff at FedEx Field. Uh, just two home games left for the Redskins. Andrew, you have them at 6-7. and seven. What say you? I don't think that this is going to get any better for the Redskins. I'm going to go ahead and pick a loss here. I, I don't love this Cardinals team. I think they have a lot of flaws, maybe just as many flaws as the Redskins do. But I just for some reason, think that this offense is going to be able to get it going, especially the run game against the Redskins. Now, the defense for the Redskins should be improved, and they should be able to slow down David Johnson. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm going Arizona here, Matt. I am going with the Washington Redskins. I think the Washington Redskins are the better team of the two of them. I think the Redskins win the game. They are now 8-6. and six. It is a four-game win streak for the uh, Washington Redskins. I think everything is good in Redskin land for now because they are 8-6. and six. They may be in first place at this point. They may be just a half a game out of first place or a game out of first place, but I have them at 8-6. and six. I think they win this game. I'm just... I'm going to also bank on the fact that, unfortunately, Carson Palmer is not there and they're facing Drew Stanton or, even worse, Blaine Gabbert or Trevor Knight. So you got him at eight wins with two games left, so I'm, I'm interested to see how this is going to wrap up for you. I, I'm, liking, I'm liking your predictions so far. Yeah, I mean, look, it's going to be a roller coaster part of the season, at least as I have it. You know, we each had them going two and two to start. Different. We we got there in different ways yeah. in that first four, and then they had the bye week. So two and two at the bye week is not a terrible way to go into your bye week. Then they've got that next little four. You have them going uh, two and two again, and I have them going one and three. Uh, so both of us, so at four and four and three and five, you're sitting there saying, all right, you know, uh, there's still plenty of time, but we kind of have to get going. And I'll be honest, a lot of what I'm doing here towards the end of the season is based off I just don't know how healthy this team's going to be. And I know there's been some conversation about the depth being better for the Redskins this year, but I, I just really don't think it is. I think it's, I think up top there's a little more talent for depth in terms of like, you know, the the 15 through the 25 on the roster, but I really just don't see much past that. And then, you know, that next group is where we kind of separate. I have them going three and one in the next four. Some you have them going two and two, and then we disagree these last two weeks. So we'll see. I have them at eight and six. Andrew has them at six and eight. Next uh, tomorrow will be the Denver Broncos. 
Christmas Eve day, uh, December 24th, the final home game of the season for the Washington Redskins. We have a Denver Broncos reporter to join us tomorrow. Take a time out. We are here at Redskins training camp. Uh, they are getting set to open up the doors uh, to let the masses in before the 1.30 practice here at training camp. Just three sessions left today at 1.30, tomorrow at 10.30 and 3 o'clock. Let's take a time out. Coming up, we'll go around the league a little bit and uh, see if, we've, if any pictures are a little clearer. When we talk about the NFL, you're listening to ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. Live from Washington Redskins training camp, this is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue Midday Show with Matt and Andrew. On ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. From Quail Hollow Club, Westwood One Sports presents this special report on the 2017 PGA Championship. Kevin Kisner hasn't finished better than tied for 43rd at a major this year. But as the third round approaches for him, Kisner is tied for the lead. But he's not trying to make too much of it. you got to be able to attack when you can. And you got to be comfortable putting three and four, five footers for par on the holes that you can't attack. And I think that's a big deal in major championships. Kisner in the last group to tee off today in about three hours. We check the leaderboard brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. Kisner and Hideki Matsuyama on top at eight under par. Jason Day, Chris Stroud, two shots back at six under. Day finished his second round in the dark last night so he could sleep in. Stroud had to come back early this morning. Jordan Spieth, three over, 11 back. He's in the green side bunker at the first, and he's accepted that he's pretty much out of this tournament. From Charlotte, North Carolina, I'm Ted Emmerich, Westwood One Sports. Daddy, where do babies come from? Uh, well, uh... Honey? Mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um... Well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance. Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, Sunshine. (laughs) Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. When this is the sound of a crackling campfire on a cool evening, you can sit back and relax. But when it's the sound of your counters and cabinets smoking and smoldering following a house fire that's affected your entire kitchen, you need to pick up the phone and call 1-800-SERVE-PRO. Only the cleanup and restoration specialists at ServPro can help make fire and water damage like it never even happened. So make the call to 1-800-SERVE-PRO when fire damage strikes. Franchises are independently owned and operated. Need car work? Go to BonairShell.com to learn about all the things that Bonair Shell can do for your car and your peace of mind. They have a full line of automotive services, including gas, oil changes, transmission work, belts and hoses, major brand tires, wheel balancing, and complete engine renewal. And if one of those pesky dash lights comes on, we can check that out too. In business for 20 years, go see Scott or Keith at Bonair Shell, 8762 West Huguenot Road. Go to BonairShell.com or call them at 272-3232. That's 272-3232. The Chesterfield County Colonial Heights Crime Solvers Program needs your help to identify suspects who stole from a construction site. In the evening of Tuesday, July 18th, a white four-door pickup truck pulled onto a construction site on Coyote Drive. Two men who were in the truck loaded a rigid brand pipe threading machine into the bed and left the site. The victim told investigators that this pipe threader is commonly used with gas or irrigation pipes. You can see pictures of that suspect truck at CrimeSolvers.net or on Facebook at CrimeSolversCCH. And if you have information on this larceny or on any unsolved crime in or a fugitive wanted by Chesterfield or Colonial Heights, submit a tip anonymously through the telephone hotline 7480660 or through the new P3 app available on iOS and Android platforms. Remember, if your tip helps solve a case or catch a fugitive, you could receive a cash reward up to $1,000. 
like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and as always, take the time to solve the crime. Did you know that with a bachelor's degree, on average, you can make almost twice as much over a lifetime than a person with just a high school diploma? Yes! According to the U.S. Census Bureau, you can make almost twice as much. Going back to college is now easier than ever. There are select online colleges that provide both laptop and tablet programs. In fact, there are thousands of college programs on your laptop. You can go to college anywhere and everywhere right from a laptop. Call My College Laptop and you can find hundreds of programs from accredited colleges and universities nationwide. Start a new career in law enforcement, business, information technology, healthcare, and hundreds of others. Call My College Laptop to find your ideal college laptop and tablet program. In no time at all, you could double your earning potential. Double your earning potential. Call now, 1-800-506-8270. That's 800-506-8270. 800-506-8270. When veterans return to civilian life, they deserve your recognition and support. Help put vets to work by donating your car, truck, or van to Patriotic Hearts. Your tax-deductible donation will support programs to help vets find jobs or even start their own business. For fast, free pickup of your vehicle 24-7, running or not, call 800-523-8850. For 24-hour response, call 800-523-8850. That's 800-523-8850. City Dogs is a proud sponsor of the Washington Redskins training camp live coverage. Heard exclusively on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. The college football season begins in Texas for the Richmond Spiders Sunday, August 27th. The Spiders' first step in the season-long journey is at Sam Houston State in a top-10 showdown. Coverage begins at 6.30 on the home of the Spiders, ESPN 950. You are listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins Training Camp on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Our coverage is brought to you by Uptown Alley Richmond, Kelleher HVAC, and Town Bank. Hey, we are live with the Virginia Tech pregame show. Stadium. Um, I can't drum like Lars though. I'm trying right now. But you are a lot. You are a can't do Lars. He's too. He's too good. Too good on the kit. Good. Good choice, Dariani. Uh We need to get people waking up here at 11:38. Uh, they said the gates, or at least the sheet says the gates are supposed to be open, uh, but no one has come in yet. I imagine that if they they won't open yet because I mean the practice doesn't start till 1:30. Usually the gates are open like an hour beforehand. Everybody's got to do brunch too, and you know probably about 20% of Richmond's battling hangovers anyway. So support our local sponsors. Yeah. City Dogs, Wing Zone, Buzz and Neds, Buzz and Neds, wherever, Wawa. Wish they were sponsoring. Although us. the irony is, I've been to, or I'm about to have gone to one of our former sponsors twice here over the, the last course of training camp. But uh, Mitchell, Mitchell Bradley and I enjoy it. So six two two zero nine fifty is the phone number. Six three eight nine five zero eight is the text line. Tweet us at Mid Major Matt at AWOL ESPN. To the person who continues to tweet me and say he wants your Twitter handle. You want to talk smack? I, I'm ready. I've just given it several times. Uh, there's a guy. I will not dime you out, but that means uh, I still give your Twitter handle, at AWOL ESPN. So, unfortunately, the big story that's going to continue to, to kind of hang over the NFL is the Ezekiel Elliott story. Uh, today, there was a report from Adam Schefter that Ezekiel Elliott's ready for a long battle. Regarding this six-game suspension, it might just be the first step in an ongoing ordeal that he might be going to court. Uh, look, we saw this with regards to Tom Brady. The fight for that, I mean, Tom Brady was supposed to be suspended, what, two years ago? 
the fight kept it through the whole season, in which case the suspension never happened. Mm-hmm. And then the fight kept going into the next off season, and they reduced it anyway. And, and eventually so, he just succumbed to it. Right. Eventually he just said, even though he will never admit to it, he basically just said, I'm tired of fighting. And that could be where we're heading now. And, and the, only, the only thing about this is, and this is why you don't do your fantasy football drafts now, is because Ezekiel Elliott's status in fantasy drafts is going to change depending upon what's happening. Yeah, it's a huge question mark right now. We really have no idea. I said yesterday that I believe that he's going to play at least the first game of the season because I think this is going to drag a bit. But who knows? That was a better take than apparently my Gronk comparison. That's what we were kind of chiming about earlier. But, yeah, you're right. That's the trend that we've seen, too, as well in the National Football League. They will protest this, and I think you should. I mean, six games is ridiculous. Six games is a lot, but as we also said, we think the six games is for the maximum amount of room to move it back. Yeah, because you you have to do that because you know there's going to be an appeal and you know it'll get reduced, so that's just the way it goes. Um, Yeah, so I I think that this is a story that's going to keep going on. It's going to keep going on. Listen, you're either going to be a genius because you still take Ezekiel Elliott (laughs) where he's supposed to go and he plays the 16 games, or you have wasted an early pick on somebody who will miss the first six games. And, you know, this is the part of fantasy football that you really have to see how comfortable you are with taking somebody like that with a big question mark that early. I think if you're a true genius, you just get Le'Veon Bell and don't worry about it. Well, yes, but of course. Okay, but if you're sitting at a spot where it's Ezekiel Elliott or right, right. David Johnson, uh, Ezekiel Elliott or uh, Antonio Brown or right. Julio Jones or any of those guys, the question is, do you want to go big? Or, I mean, you could wait and get him in the second round, and then you seem like a genius and you have a little bit less of a pressure situation because your first-round pick is not you know, not playing. Could even hang around into the third in some leagues. I think it'll depend on how competitive the league is. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, if, if you have a, a league that's hyper-competitive, yeah, I don't think so. But And if you get some dudes on auto-draft, then obviously it's not going to happen. Right. I just I just think if you can get them in the second or third round, I think that's, that's really good. But I just don't see that happening. Um, when it comes to that, uh, what is your outlook about Sammy Watkins at all? We talked a little bit about it yesterday, the trades that happened. Sammy Watkins goes from the Bills to the Rams, uh, goes to a downgrade in quarterback, but an upgrade in situation potentially. I think it is an upgraded situation, but I like Sammy. I think he's going to have a bounce back year. I don't know if Jared Goff's the guy for him, but... It's a weapon now on this Rams offense in the receiving core that they badly needed. A guy with size who can kind of go up and get it in contrast to some of the players on this roster. I mean, you really like Cooper Cup. I'm just saying I like I like I mean, you know, I'm he an value. FCS guy. He, is, he has value. Right, right. I understand that, but he's not the type of he's he's going to be in the slot. He's he's in the mold of a Tavon Austin. So he's not going to be going on the outside on the boundary and jumping up and catching balls that are thrown on timing routes or situations like that so I think that it's a good move you and I also have a conspiracy theory kind of brewing here that the bills are just kind of throwing Tyrod under the bus well it's not really a conspiracy theory I mean if you put the the the, the blocks together here if you put the pieces together they didn't like Tyrod this offseason they were talking about releasing him they were talking about trading him they were talking about not renegotiating his contract. Now, in the end, they did, they did. renegotiate his contract. They just are so confused, I think. <laughs> I think that the, but I think that this shows, by trading away your best corner, because Stephon Gilmore's gone, and but, your best wide receiver, you're pulling the plug on this season, and you're resetting everything. But it, it seems to me just is not necessarily very fair at all to anybody, especially Tyrod, because you have 
the conflict that Matt just illustrated with the back and forth, the indecisiveness on the contract, what to do with them. But and if they you... don't like Tyrod, it doesn't matter. Then they don't care. But I don't understand why they like just flip-flop around it. It seems like they're kind of either... Either they're truly bad at what they do up there in Buffalo, which is, I mean, it's a possibility. We, we've kind of heard some of the grumblings. But either that's the case, or they're really just messing with the head of Tyrod Taylor with all this flip-flopping, indecisive nature. And I don't think that's that's the way to go about it. I mean, that's not the way to treat a player who, sure, he's not a top 15 quarterback, but and he maybe is in top 20, but he's on that edge. He's, so, he's around there. So let's big picture this. Okay. Um. Before the season began, with the whole Kirk Cousins story, we pretty much thought it was going to be Rams and 49ers. And then we kind of said, all right, well, there's not a ton of situations out there where Kirk Cousins could go, uh, so the Redskins might be lucky in that if, you know, um, they might be able to keep Kirk Cousins because there's just no place else for him to go. But if you look all of a sudden now, let's open things up a little Broncos bit. Broncos are a possibility. You've got, so let's say, that we'll go in order here. The Dolphins, maybe. Sure. Because if Tannehill's chronically hurt, and they're not going. Jake Cutler's not and the long term answer. Be terrible. New York Jets. I mean, they don't have anything, but they're going to have a ton of cap room, and he might be the answer. Maybe they want to stop drafting guys. Yeah, they have two decent receivers too. They got a none one, then they got our Darius well, Stewart. So, none, none was hurt. Was hurt done for the but season. he'll be back in time for a Kirk Cousins situation. But. You've got the Buffalo Bills, who clearly don't like Tyrod and don't mind potentially cutting him in the offseason or trading but, him. But once again, you look at what we're just talking about. If you're Kirk Cousins, why would you want to go to Buffalo when they jerk around Tyrod Taylor like that? Well, That's a terrible precedent for him already when he's got problems with Washington. I understand money. money. I know you're waving up the money sign. I get that. So there's three teams that weren't there before. Baltimore, no, although Joe Flacco's back is an issue, but they're not going to bring Kirk Cousins over. Cincinnati, no. But Pittsburgh, no. Although, if Roethlisberger retires... There's a need now at quarterback. Now, I don't know the Pittsburgh cap situation. I can't imagine they have a ton of cap room, but let's say Roethlisberger retires. Would they not want to go to a Kirk Cousins as a bridge from Ben Roethlisberger to Kirk Cousins? I think that'd be a fantastic bridge. That, that's probably, honestly, the ideal situation. If you're a Pittsburgh Steeler fan... Now, we could be blowing smoke up uh, everybody because Roethlisberger may not retire. Yeah, but I don't. I just don't know how much he even really wants to continue playing football. I think he's just kind of going through the motions at this point. He's still really good, don't get me wrong. He's still one of the best quarterbacks in the game and obviously a Super Bowl winner. So. I mean, you're going to have to have a lot of cap room. I don't know if you could pull Let's up. Let's see. Yeah, I got it for 2018. So it looks like they will have... They will They probably have space. They drop, from, drop about $20 million dollars. From this year to last year, they will have 150 million on the on the docket there. So I mean, there is there is a chance for the him for them to be in the market if Roethlisberger retires. This is the wild card no one's really thinking about. Um, Cleveland, no, because most likely they're going to turn into Sean Kaiser, and if they like Kaiser, they're not going to, to. Well, real quick, Roethlisberger really is getting paid next year too. I mean, he's making 18 million dollars a year this year, and next year he'll make 23. So that's a pretty significant boost. So that might also might be motivation for him to stick around. Um, okay, so I've got that. Now I've got cap room up next to it. All right, so let's change divisions there. Uh, the Texans, no, because they're going to have Watson. Jacksonville, I mean, Jacksonville, maybe. Bortles might not stick around. So Jacksonville, maybe. And Jacksonville, uh, their cap room situation is not great. The next year right now, they're looking to be over the cap. So, But, I mean, that's without going into, like, you know, who they might cut and everything like that. But Jacksonville's a viable place. Uh, the Colts, no. 
the Titans no, the Chiefs no, the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos I, I is think another the Broncos team. Is a great option. I, Bron- honestly, that's if I'm Kirk Cousins, my number one choice. Broncos yes, the Raiders is a no, the Chargers is a possibility because Philip Rivers is getting up there. Yeah, but I don't know if I want to embark on on that journey. That seems to me like a little bit too much. The rest of the NFC East, no. The Vikings, no. The, the Packers, no. The Lions, no. The Bears, no. Uh, the Buccaneers, no. The Saints, maybe the Saints. I don't know how much longer the Drew Brees has. Carolina, no. Atlanta, no. Uh, San Francisco, obviously, yes. And uh, L.A., yes. And then, I mean, here's the irony. We just talked Cardinals. Here's another old quarterback who could retire. Yeah, so that's true. Let's big picture this thing. I, the, I, we've already talked about how much the Redskins have bungled this whole thing with regards to Kirk Cousins, but now you almost have to sit there and say, all right, please, Cousin, uh, Carson Palmer, Ben Roethlisberger, all these older quarterbacks, please stay because the the pool is now getting larger for Kirk Cousins. And looking at the cap room here, I mean, so now if you look at it by cap room, I mean, the Lions, the Colts, and the Jets will have the top three amount of, of cap room. Well, the Jets, you know, the Jets have a quarterback need. Um, and the Rams are in there too. The Rams are sixth. Uh, the Bears are seventh, but they don't need it. The, the the Bills are ninth. So honestly, the I mean the Bears. Nah, I'll, I'll rule the Bears out too. But, well, yeah, the Bears are not gonna no. That after spending all that money on on Glennon and then trading up for Mitch Trubisky, they don't need another guy. But we've now given you probably ten teams. Where there's even a small shot that they'd be in the Kirk Cousins market next year. But in the irony of this, and it, and it makes sense because that's kind of how it works out with a talented roster. Obviously, you're not going to have as much cap space. But really, his best options are on the lower end in terms of they don't have as much cap room. Like I said, I mean, I've been harping on the Broncos this whole segment. They don't have a ton of space. But they could still make a trade. They could do a sign-and-trade situation and really kind of the Redskins could fleece them a little bit and get some draft picks or maybe grab somebody on defense or something like that. There's a lot that'll change over this season. And of course we're going to enjoy Kirk for the Redskins this season. I'm just saying, you know, we were narrow minded when it comes to who he could go to this off season. But if you kind of really expand it out and really think about it, yeah, there's a ton of choices. There's a ton of choices for next year. Some of them you pick your logic and you say, well, financially that makes sense. Others you say, well, they really need a quarterback there, or you just simply could upgrade that position or you look at age, which is one of the things we factored in as well here. So, yeah, there, there's it's it's going to be interesting moving forward. And I think if, as you know, we're kind of predicting in our opponent previews, this is not necessarily going to be a playoff-bound Redskins team. And you and I, I think, disagree on this because I say if they go to the playoffs and he wins a game, then I think he's motivated to stick around and maybe oh. take some sort of deal just because oh. there's some consistency, but you don't think that that's no, true. No, I don't. I think that if, if they – I think there's really no situation outside of him playing two games where he is, like, guaranteed to come back to the Redskins. I don't think there's a situation that benefits the Redskins. Quote unquote. Now, look, it's going to benefit them to make the playoffs. I don't think it's guaranteed, but yeah. But I, I don't think there's a situation that the Redskins are in right now that could say – Well, th- th- I guess my point is the Redskins – would be able to, at least from a brass perspective, from the top, the head honchos, put their pride aside a little bit, which I think has been the main problem in all this. The Redskins' big-timers up there have too much ego to really make this work and make Kirk Cousins feel wanted. So I think if they win a playoff game, then they're able to put that aside and say, well, we need this guy. 622-0950 is the phone number, 638 I know some of you are rolling your eyes or or, or saying things because... Um, 
because of what we said. But I, I look, you just you got to expand your thinking when it comes to this stuff and expand your mind and, and really think about, you know, this situation that there are more teams potentially more and more um, that could be interested in Kirk Cousins. And this is going to be an ongoing conversation throughout the year, especially, like I said, if the team does poorly, this conversation is going to ramp up. Uh, one other thing uh, I want to talk about with regards to um, the off season so far, uh, you've got all these uh, games coming up, and you've got games tonight. You got games yesterday, and look, I think that the first preseason game for the most part is don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, show me something if you're a backup, but don't get hurt, because you saw, as you heard from our guests, I mean the Cardinals are going to play more guys tonight because mm-hmm. they didn't play in their first preseason game, but they're really not, you know, they're not ramping things up yet. No, but that, well, I mean, yeah, they're kind of ramping things up because they're they're building right now towards those starters in the third game, probably playing at least two or three quarters. So, yeah, you are because you're you're going from no snaps to about fifteen snaps, as you said. So, you, yeah, it's not an immediate thing. It's not like you're saying, okay, go out there and play the whole half. But it's they're building towards something at this point. Right, and uh, we'll we'll get into next hour. I want to talk about how long you think that these teams should play the guys next week. Um, you know, the, the Redskins gave their starting offense six plays, and the six plays did not go very well. So we'll see how much they actually go next game in game number two. I guess we could go back and look at Coach Gruden's past and see what he's played the starters in for the second game. But this is a team that probably needs to give them a little more time in game two. I agree with that, but I don't have any fault with the way that the snaps were allocated in game one. I think that's just the way the preseason works, but I 100% agree with you on that. They, this this team needs to keep moving forward, and they can't just say, all right, we're ready for week one. They, they have to be able to get these guys more reps. Uh, one hour down, one more to go. Coming up in hour number two, about 12.15 or so, we'll play uh, – Yes, 12-15. We'll play my interview that I did with Quentin Spain, the Petersburg High School product, who is a starting offensive lineman for the uh, Tennessee Titans. He's had an interesting offseason. He came back here to do some football camps, and uh, he's been part of a great offensive line that's been a part of the Nashville Predators scene, so we'll talk to him about that. We will do an update on our position battles. We are done with our position battles, but we can kind of – you know, give some thoughts after the first preseason game as to who we may keep and who we may drop because obviously we both had Trent Murphy on the roster and now he's no longer going to be on the roster. So we'll get into that. We'll take your phone calls, emails, texts, and tweets, and we'll get you set for a day of one practice here at Redskins Camp. 1.30, the gates either open or they'll be open soon. So come on out and join us here. Beautiful weather out at Redskins Training Camp. You're listening to ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. Live from Washington Redskins Training Camp, this is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue Midday Show with Matt and Andrew. On ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $2 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're being taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $2. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 45 blue pills or 45 yellow pills for $99 and add five more pills free. You save more than $500. 
years. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call us at 800-404-0144 and get your 50 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now. 800-404-0144. That's 800-404-0144. 800-404-0144. This is Buzz from Buzz and Ed's Real Barbecue reminding you that our Hickory Smoke Barbecue is ready and right around the corner. Interested in a part-time job, a career change? Call Inside School of Investigations. Get certified in investigations, armed and unarmed security, special conservator of the peace, bail bondsman, and bail enforcement agent. Classes held weekends, weekdays, and evenings. Get enrolled. Call 674-9577. Inside Investigations is not only the best training school in Virginia, they're also a full-service investigation agency. Having infidelity or domestic problems? Child custody, child support issues criminal or civil cases facing criminal charges need a witness are you incarcerated inside investigations can gather information to assist in getting you back in court for your habeas or clemency petition background checks video surveillance contact inside investigations 674-9577 or online at www.insideinvestigations.info or email inside 13 at comcast.net all calls confidential call inside investigations to get the facts 674-9577 Stay tuned for a million bottle giveaway and you'll also receive free shipping. Do you have troubled skin, acne? Well, we have great news. With Proactive, your acne can heal and you can prevent new breakouts from happening. We're going to let a million people try Proactive risk-free, get two free gifts and free shipping when you call right now. You heard it. This offer won't last long. Visit GetProactive.com or call 1-800-509-9545. That's 1-800-509-9545. Never thought of yourself as a hero. That's what you'll be for Child in Poverty when you become a sponsor with Compassion International. To find out how you can release a child from poverty right now, go to Compassion.com slash radio. The Redskins and Authors Electric are two of Central Virginia's great traditions. As a major Richmond community supporter, Authors Electric is excited to welcome the skins back for training camp. Authors Electric, the Central Virginia source for outdoor power equipment. AuthorsElectric.com It's Sunday Night Baseball from Boston as the Red Sox host the Yankees at 8 o'clock. Coverage starts at 7, exclusively on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. You are listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins training camp on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Our coverage is brought to you by Pizza Hut, Arthur's Electric, and 1-800-HURT-123. We'll take a quick minute to give out some contact information if you want to get in touch with the show. It's 6220950. We'll chat some skins with you on the air. Have some good tweets here to read as we make way for the top of the hour pause here coming up in about 30 seconds or so. Good one from Derby Bill, who's always got the zingers on tap. Dale Earnhardt Jr., more receptions from Kirk Cousins last week than any other receiver. Ouch, Derby Bill. That is that is very harsh. A little bit of a sly burn there. And then the other one here, we have John from Frederick is glad we didn't lose both in reference towards Trent Murphy and Sue Cravens. Keep it here on ESPN 950 1027 FM. We make way for our bottom of the hour pause. Live from Washington Redskins training camp, this is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue Midday Show with Matt and Andrew. On ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. 
Club. Westwood One Sports presents their special report on the 2017 PGA Championship.